Hi there and welcome to Sports Fans TV Cricket Fan Show. My name's Steve. I am the erstwhile cricket guy and I'm here talking to you just as the curtain has gone down on the third test between the West Indies and England in the Caribbean. Um, England, pretty sorry sight again as they were uh, reminiscent of, of how they performed in the Ashes. Um, bowled out for 204 and only got anywhere near that thanks to a once-in-a-lifetime last um, wicket partnership between uh, Sakib Mahmood and Jack Leach. Um, and 120 again yesterday, meekly, meekly um, giving up their wickets and uh, and getting out in a, in a terrible fashion. They didn't last very long again today. Um, and then the West Indies in reply, they scored 297 in no small part, thanks to a lovely 100 by Josh De Silva, the wicketkeeper, who was named player of the match. Um, uh, England at one point, I'd said to somebody, um, whilst the West Indies were batting, that I fancied England to take a small lead um, and uh, and that they would it would then end up being a second inning shootout and whoever got a score in the second innings would probably be the one that went on team that went on to win the match. Well, as as I was saying that De Silva was starting to build his innings and he actually got the score in the first knock rather than the second. Um, it was a good knock in a hundred. Um, some some perennial English issues came to the fore during that innings, which we'll talk about in a moment. Um, but of course, with only twenty seven to win, twenty eight to win, the West Indies knocked those off in in a matter of a couple of overs. Um, and, and it was a bit of a non-event really as the way that the game ended um, so that was a test series England lose again they lose the series 1-0 and the inaugural uh, Botham Richards trophy goes to the West Indies congratulations to the West Indies they started to put some some stuff together which they can see as building blocks for the future um, I doubt they'll be leaving Carl Mayers out of, uh, of tests again anytime soon he was terrific um, in, in this game added some decent biff and probably is a better bet to bat at six than um, than Jason Holder um, and obviously bowled beautifully he was kind of Vernon Philander like in his ability not to bowl with any great pace but just to put it on the spot and to move it about and just to cause problems um, and and he, he was very good and I think adding him to the team um, probably balances out better of course on a different surface they would look to include a spinner and I guess they learnt perhaps in this series that Pamal probably isn't a, a test class spinner um, and and they probably did you know you know, it's, it's kind of his replacement was Myers and he did a much better job, although he bowls a different style, of course. So and the West Indies top, the batters didn't didn't necessarily score hatfuls of runs, but certainly Brathwaite, um, you know, his, his kind of stickability at the crease was probably the difference as to why they um, they managed to get results or you know, draws out of the first two games. Um, but really in, in this, and obviously De Silva's batting in the third test, but really in this, I want to talk about England's performance and, and what it tells us. So I said that De Silva's innings was really one of those things that brought a few of England's old failings to the fore, and it was. Some pretty innocuous seam bowling, no great pace, kind of there or thereabouts, but totally unthreatening. No real invention other than to give Stokes the ball and to ask him to act as a bit of an enforcer, which brings with it inherent risks. We know Stokes isn't the, you know, he has injury problems. I was going to say he's not the most robust cricketer. That wouldn't be fair. He is, but but he but he does have injury problems. And it's quite evident. He, get, he bats at five. He's a super fielder. He, he plays all formats of the game. You're going to have to be very, very careful that they don't overuse Ben Stokes. Um, and I worry whenever I see him coming on and bowling either long spells or spells where he's asked to jab it into a pitch and try to get it up around the throat of the, of the batters. Um, it's not how I would use him. It's certainly not how I would use him for extended spells. So you have that kind of problem going on with England. But also England's reviews were pretty terrible in that innings. And I think we've discussed on this show before how Root is not a good reviewer. 
he, and, and maybe this is an area where he could have done with a bit more help from folks um, in, in this match or in this series, actually. Um, and maybe as folks gets a little bit more experience in international cricket, then maybe he will be a better foil for Root. But basically, Root is not a good reviewer in the field. Um, and England, it cost them. They, they, they should have had um, uh, De Silva out on an overturned uh, appeal they they were right, they would have been right to to um to uh, review the uh, re review the not out decision but they'd used all their reviews on speculative nonsense down the leg side and and, and you know that's that's going to come back and and cost you in the end so poor reviewing and innocuous bowling and an overuse of stokes it kind of all came together really in um, in that innings i suppose the one player we should probably pause and say had a pretty good series with Sakib Mahmood. I think it, it, I'd said uh, after the first test, if not now, then when? And thankfully he did play um, and he did pretty well. I mean, I think his his, um, his performance um, took him to the top of, of England's bowling um, averages. He took six wickets, 137, average of just under 23, economy rate of just over two, wicket every 60 balls, 61 balls. He did okay. He even held his catch in the field. And of course, I mean, he also <laughs> topped the batting averages, but that was, uh, that was, I don't think we need, we can, we can build too much on the future of, of Saqib Mahmood with the bat. That was just one of those things that sometimes happens in cricket and in sport, but fair play to him. He did pretty well, both with, with the bat and the ball. And, and I would expect to see him play in the, the first test of the English summer when it comes around. Otherwise, performances with the bat, well, Root, Root was fine, and in fact, England overall didn't bat too badly. Um, you know, people got people got runs. Um, Root did okay. He, he averaged forty-eight. Bairstow averaged forty-five. Lawrence he didn't do much in the third test, which was unfortunate. He ended up with an average of 30, 33, just under thirty-three, um, and he would have been disappointed. He didn't do more. He scored almost exactly the same number of runs, um, at exactly the same rate as Stokes. Um, uh, Stokes got his 100 whereas Lawrence didn't and Crawley again one big score 121 um, otherwise he scored 63 runs across the five other innings so he ended up with an average of of 30 um, which was inflated by a big score which has been his his career to date at Test Cricket now again every time he does that big score you think oh yes he's, he's turned a corner and he's gonna he's gonna really do it for us here but but he didn't really again and again we we end a series with question marks about both of England's opening batters. Um, Alex Lees came in and he played three tests. He scored, um, you know, an average average 21. It's not really enough. It's not really setting the, the world alight. Um, but it was only three tests. But it was three tests and certainly two of them were on absolutely dead as a dodo tracks that, that people were getting runs on left, right and centre. Um, and even in, I know, obviously, an opening bat, you face the toughest conditions. And and the West Indies winning the toss in the uh, in in the in the third test was was quite crucial. And in fact, I got a message from Mac, who runs this channel, saying, you know, people are self when England were collapsing all around on day one. Is this the end of route? And I says, well, it's a bit harsh to say it's the end of route when he was on the wrong end of a of a toss and ended up his team having to bat on on by far the spiciest wicket that anyone's faced in the series and it flattened out a bit after that um but um but certainly it does mean that yeah, at the end of the game questions are be being asked harmison on tv lots of the, the the press and media are talking about is this this has surely got to be roots last test but he came out after the match with an interview where he really was very clear that he didn't seem to see it that way and that he was going to continue. He wanted to continue. Might not be up to him, of course, but he wanted to continue. But if you look at the team that's there that played in this series, which is bound to be the nucleus of the team that plays the first test in the summer, 
there's a, a lot of a lot of young new players are in and around the squad that or, or people that that certainly don't have a um a nailed on place um you've got more experienced players like like wokes and best wokes had a poor series Let, let's be honest um okay he did he did okay with the bat and if which was kind of why he was selected he averaged 35 with the bat um and, and he made made some good contributions but i mean his his bowling you know four what was it five wickets an average of, of just under 49 not not really you know miles away from from what you'd want from your he was being given the new ball he got he got a new ball every time um overton who came in for two tests he didn't really do much better he uh, uh his his average was 47 and a bit and he took four wickets in you know in, in in his games didn't really make much of a much of a contribution and and in fisher who came in for one test he he you know he didn't didn't do a lot one for 71 uh, you know he, he was he was brought he was brought in mainly because I think um, that that Ollie Robinson was not fit enough to play and that's got to be a concern for England as well. So yeah, and there's not a lot there when you say who's nailed on and, and going to play. Um, you certainly couldn't give it to to new players. The obvious place to go would be Ben Stokes, but as we say, Stokes is already batting at five and is being asked to carry a burden in the field with with his with the bowling as well. And I worry that Stokes would over bowl himself. I'd worry that he'd he would he would kind of lead feel he had to lead from the front in every department and not give himself a break, and that wouldn't do him too many favours. I think he showed in the the, the 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 white ball series against Pakistan that he can captain a side perfectly capably. So I suppose there are worse options, but I would have to wonder whether it would be burning out Ben Stokes would be worse than giving Joe Root some more time so then you turn to other potential captains and people who aren't in the team and then when we're talking about people who aren't in the team then there are two names that obviously stand out um, as um, as the, the most notable omissions and that's um, Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad I think Anderson is probably not a captain and, and I don't think he's ever he's ever looked to be um, um, but Stuart Broad potentially is for me I would have for me, I'd suggested before the series that Broad was perhaps a good option to captain on this tour um, and that he was somebody that I would have liked to have seen given the opportunity to captain. I think England and, and English cricket in general makes a mistake when it brackets Broad and Anderson together so completely. Yes, you think of them together because they're, they, they've bowled together a lot and they've been, because of their, their careers have overlapped, they've been in the same team. But Anderson is a bit older than Broad. Anderson is... You know, at any point, Anderson could could say he, he was ready to retire and you would go, well, that's fair enough you, 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 of the career you've had. Broad has still got years in him. And I think Broad has still, still got a period of time where he ought to be in England's best, best cricketing 11. Um, and for me, I think he's got the, the game knowledge. He's certainly got the experience for him to play and play as captain. So I would be happy to see Stuart Broad play as captain. Now, of course, Stuart Broad isn't everybody's cup of tea and there might be some issues with that that I don't know and you don't know. But um, but I think I would like to see him being given the opportunity to, to captain the England side next summer. I think on balance, I'd prefer to see that the route carry on, but I'd rather see route carry on than, than overburden Ben Stokes. So that's kind of where I am on the captaincy. But thinking about Broad and Anderson were generally as being in the side. Clearly, England set themselves up for a massive custard pie in the face if this series didn't go well, and if the likes of of, of Wokes and Overton um, and, and Robinson didn't perform well, they got unlucky. And Mark Wood getting injured, and, and he's had an operation on this elbow injury, which doesn't bode well, and he may be out for a while. It was an elbow injury which has kept Joffrey Archer away from the Test side for, for a long time, or for any cricket for a long time. So, fingers crossed, it's not the same for Mark Wood, but you know as a non-medical person that doesn't look and sound good to me and I, and I worry about that so England were deprived probably their, their best bowler in in word Wokes was asked to lead the attack 
and he, he didn't really do it, did he? He didn't really get amongst them. I mean, he didn't didn't bowl badly as such, but he just didn't bowl th in a threatening way. If you compare his kind of way he was opening the bowling with the way Kemar Roach was bowling, you, you would select Roach every time over that. And I, and I just, I do wonder if Wokes may have bowled himself out of test cricket from here on. And maybe he, he now goes back and becomes a white ball player. Um, Overton didn't really take the opportunities that came his way. I guess he was unlucky to be ill for one test. So he was in and he was out and he was in and he was out. But, um, you know, he, he didn't, I, mean, I don't really remember, remember making much of a, of a contribution across any either of the tests that he played. As we said, Fisher as well, he came in, he didn't let himself down, he didn't let England down, he took a, took a nice wicket early on, but but otherwise didn't look like he was a, a necessarily the answer right now. Um, so you take all that out of, of England's bowling attack and you're left with Saqib Mahmood as a, as a find on this on this tour. And as I say, I would like to see him bowling, possibly opening the bowling with Stuart Broad um, next summer. Though I wouldn't be surprised if, if Anderson returns to the fold as well and is given a last hurrah in England um, to before he retires. And then, you know, maybe maybe you could say that, that Anderson, Broad and Mahmood is a pretty good trio of quick bowlers. Must mention Jack Leach as well, of course, who bowled an absolute mountain of overs um, in this series. And um, and is, you know, actually in the last couple of years um, is uh, is the leading um, leading wicket taker away from home for, for England since the start of 2019 he's taken 47 wickets away from home for England next best is Stuart Broad with 34 so um, you know he, he did okay he took what 11 wickets in the series um, yeah 11 wickets at just just a shade over 30 so again he didn't let anybody down and certainly his batting was okay but I did wonder after the second test if England had a spinner of the quality of, say, a Graham Swan, who was much more comfortable as an attacking spinner, they might have might have managed to winkle a victory out of that game, which would have changed the complexion of the series completely. So I feel a bit bad because Jack Leach didn't really let anybody down, as I say. And in some ways, along with Mahmood, was was probably the, the bowler that can hold his head up the highest. But I do wonder if England missed a trick in this series in not giving Parkinson at least one game um, and having a look to see how, how he goes in international cricket. Now, I would have to say Parkinson, Mahmood, Broad and Anderson would be a hellish long tail. That, that would be an 8, 9, 10, 11 that other teams would really fancy bowling at. Would put an awful lot of pressure on, presumably Ben Folks batting at, at seven and Bairstow batting at six. Um, but, you know, perhaps we need to stop worrying about um, having batters, who, bowlers who can bat, but are okay bowlers batting batting at number eight and number nine, because I'm not sure it really works. Ollie Robinson, who well, of course, will come into the picture, but I think the England, what I'm getting from the England coaching staff is that they don't trust his physicality. They don't trust his body to last test cricket. And I think that's potentially, doesn't matter how skillful you are, if the, if the coach and the captain aren't confident you're going to be on the field, that's that's not a good place to be when it comes to selection and being regularly selected. So maybe at home, when it's easier to call up a replacement, perhaps he, he'll get another go in the summer. Perhaps he can work on it as something he can do something about. But when you start to get fitness concerns and bowlers being in and being out, selectors often turn their eyes to the next cab on the rank and think elsewhere. And it may well be that Ollie Robinson finds that Saqib Mahmood is going to come in and eat his lunch. Shame because Robinson's got a lot of skill and I was thinking and hoping that he would be quite successful in the Caribbean, but uh, but it's not happened for him and I, and I do fear for his, his immediate future in Test cricket. So there we go. Lots of negative stuff for the England cricket fan to get their heads around. Um, the batters did okay on flat pitches, but once they got a slightly spicier one, they were all over the place. Um, the bowlers didn't really look very threatening for most of the series with the exception of Mahmood and perhaps Leach. 
Roots captaincy again is under scrutiny. Um, didn't have a great series as a captain. So lots to think about. England, I reckon they'll be bottom of the World Test Championship. And sadly, they probably deserve to be bottom of the World Test Championship with the way they're playing. You can't keep losing test matches. You can't keep getting skittled out for low scores and expect to win any games. You can't keep throwing in absolute disastrous sessions of cricket and expect to win test matches. The West Indies away, it's, it's not easy for England to go there. They struggle to win there. But this isn't a great West Indies team without being disrespectful. They're also looking to find their way. And what happened in this tour is they found a fairly soft England team, which allowed them to impose their game and, and to, and to um, you know, certainly see England off for a couple of draws fairly comfortably in the end. And then on a slightly more competitive pitch, were markedly the better team. Better bowling attack and a batting, a batting lineup that did just enough against an England team, which at some point in the series, you were pretty sure was going to collapse like a, like a bad souffle. And so they did again. So there we go. The first, the summer will be with us before we know it. County Championship warm-up games are starting already and people are piling up hundreds of runs against the university teams as they always do in this time of the year. So good luck to them. And, and I'm sure there's lots of, uh, lots of county pros around this year who are good starts to the season could well get their names back in the mix for, um, for for the test side. I'm thinking Libby of Worcestershire, Haynes of Sussex. They had good good years last year. Ryan Higgins of Gloucestershire, perhaps as a as a bowling bowling all rounder who could, could could come in and bat at eight. Um, and uh, maybe if Carl Mayers is going to have loads of success in test cricket with the ball and kind of as a bit of a biffer in the middle order, then maybe it isn't too late for Darren Stevens of Kent uh, at the age of whatever he is into his 40s to get an England test cap. Who knows? Uh, it's probably not a one for the, not a selection for the future, but um, let's face it, England would not have been a worse side for having had Libby, Haynes, Higgins um, or Darren Stevens in it over these last, last few weeks. In fact, they may even have been a little bit more competitive. So plenty for English um, qualified players to play for. Um, and, uh, and let's just hope that they can begin if not to turn a corner in the summer, at least find out where the corner is, because at the moment, England appear to be lost without a bit of a map. So, sadly, that's it from me, a Sports Fans TV Cricket Fan Show. Um, lots to discuss, lots to think lots to think about in English cricket. Let me know what you think. Um, you can always leave comments on, on, this, uh, on this show, um, or you can send us uh, 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 your thoughts on Twitter, uh, at SFTV underscore cricket. In, in on, on Twitter for all the usual um, stuff on there. So thanks for joining us and I'll see you and speak to you next time on the Sports Fan TV Cricket Fan Show. Cheerio. <laughs>